After experiencing the transformative power of a regular meditation practice, it's natural to feel inspired to share this gift and guide others on their own journey of discovery through meditation. Join Buddhist teacher David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell, comedian and creator of the Netflix animated series The Midnight Gospel, for a free online event on Tuesday, May 7th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. They'll discuss the profound practices of mindfulness Dharma Moon's renowned Mindfulness Meditation Teacher Training Program. Get certified by Dharma Moon to teach meditation, lead group practice sessions, and work with individual students. Visit dharmamoon.com slash beherenow for more info and to reserve your spot for the free online event with David Nickturn and Duncan Trussell. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest right now? Are you feeling lonely, unappreciated, or misunderstood? When you keep these feelings bottled up, they can affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's a great way to increase your self-awareness, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash BeHereNow today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash BeHereNow. Remember that Renanu Bandana is extremely complex. It's very difficult for anyone, even the gods and goddesses, really to know Ranana And it's very important that you not try to assume you know everything about it or not, or to assume that you will never know anything about it. Maintain alertness, be as objective as possible, request nature or your Ishtadevata or whoever, your guru or whoever it may be, to provide clarity so you can understand your Rananubandhanas as best you can and continue moving forward in the direction of freeing yourself from bandhana and therefore becoming mukta, free. Om Namah Shivaya. Welcome to Living with Reality, a podcast featuring archive teachings and modern conversations with Dr. Robert Svoboda, brought to you by the Be Here Now Network. Living with Reality explores Ayurveda and other wisdom traditions of India, which Dr. Svoboda has been studying for nearly 50 years. For more information, please visit BeHereNowNetwork.com slash Dr. Svoboda. That's D-R-S-V-O-B-O-D-A. I'm Paula Crossfield, your host and Dr. Svoboda's business collaborator who's helped him put all of this wonderful content out for you. Today, we have one of potentially, I think, the most popular, most requested topics featured on this podcast. And this is new content that you will only hear here by Dr. Svoboda about Runanu Bandana, which is karmic debt. What is it? 
How do you remediate it? How do you know you have it? He answers all the questions that we get so, so, so much from you all. You will not want to miss this episode. If you're interested in studying more in depth with Dr. Svoboda, he's got a lot of courses, over 200 hours worth of courses, in fact, over at drsvoboda.teachable.com. That's D-R-S-V-O-B-O-D-A.teachable.com. There are literally topics like karma, working with Saturn, which is essentially working with karma, but through the lens of this planet Saturn, understanding that planet. Um, He has so many topics. It's definitely worth exploring um, all under the aegis of the Vedic sciences. So we hope you enjoy this topic and that you join us over there for some courses. And of course, we are going to be opening doors to the Satsanga subscription for this year, where you can actually have live Q&As with Dr. Saboda, and we help you navigate this content in a way that is digestible. Check out the information in the show notes for this episode in order to find a link to enroll in the Satsanga now. I hope you enjoy this episode. Rnanubandana. It's a big word. It's created out of two smaller words. One is Rna and the other is Anubandana. Bandana means binding or bond. A kummerbund is a type of binding. Anubandana is a specific the Anu generally makes it smaller, so it's a specific kind of connection, and it's a connection that's due to Rana. Rana is the Sanskrit word that means debt, D-E-B-T, debt. In the West, in general, and the U.S. in particular, we're concerned about our rights and our rights to things like life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Whereas in India, traditionally, people have been much more concerned with what their obligations, responsibilities are, in particular their karmic debts. Nowadays, people will say, uh, oh, I have karma with this person or that person or this place or that place or whatever. And what they mean is, yes, they do have karma, but they they don't have something simple and straightforward as might be the case if they only had one karma. Maybe, and maybe with some people it is this way. You have one karma with that person. You meet them once in your lifetime. You transact whatever it might be, which could be simply saying hello or stumbling into one another uh, in a, in a uh, train station or whatever, and then you never meet that person again. But there are always going to be a certain number of people with whom you have several karmas, and... Some of those karmas will be more in your favor, the good results coming more in your direction. Some of those karmas, the good results will go more in their direction. And that's why we say there is an anubandana. There is a a binding down between the two of you that has happened because there is this web of karmic activity that has developed over a long, long time. And you too have met, so you can try to resolve some of that binding so that neither one of you are bound anymore. If you're not bound, then you will be free. So the question is, once we've, now that we've understood what a Renanubandana really is, is how do you identify if you have a Renanubandana? And of course, this is something that is 
generally speaking, not something you can know in the sense of being completely and totally 100% sure about. You can have a good idea. Maybe you'll get that simply by a feeling you have, and that should be an intuitive feeling more than strictly or solely an emotional or uh, an intellectual feeling or intellectual perception. Um, maybe there will be some astrological suggestion, maybe a, a person who has done a lot of sadhana or some kind of saintly figure who has collected some shakti will be able to give you some opinion. Um, and it may simply be obvious that you are thrown into a particular situation with a person or group of people And it's obvious that that person or group of people keeps coming back into your life again and again. Then it is very clear because, I mean, just think about the fact there's more than 7 billion people on earth and you're not going to meet even a fraction of those people. The people that you meet are the ones that you have strong Rananabandanas with. And the people you spend the most time with are the ones whose Rananabandanas are the strongest. Now, that often means, not always, that often means that you have strong Rananabandanas with your parents. Of course, sometimes what may happen is maybe your birth parents you have no Rananabandana with. Maybe they give you up for adoption. Maybe they die as soon as you were born. Maybe maybe anything. Maybe you... um, uh, maybe it would, there's a surrogate pregnancy was involved, whatever it may be. You're in, in that case, the Renanu Bandana with your birth parents what extended only to the point that they gave you birth. And thereafter, the people who really raised you, they had the Renanu Bandana, they had the karmic debt in order to raise you because raising a child is expensive and hard work and often once the obligation has been taken care of, the child goes off, forgets the parents. The Renanobandana is over in that case from the child's point of view, though it may not yet be over from the parent's point of view. And that brings us to the next question, and that question is, how can you know whether you are finished with the Renanobandana? And this is sometimes even more difficult than to know whether you actually have a Ranano Bandana with somebody. Uh, Vimalananda, my mentor, was emphatic that the only way you can be absolutely sure that your Ranano Bandana with another human being has ended is if that person either says to you, goodbye, I have no interest in ever meeting you again, or they simply disappear from your life and you never hear from them again or never see them again. Um, as long as there is still some interest on their part, then it is likely that some amount of runa still remains. Now, it's also important to remember that just because someone feels that the runa between you and that person is a certain way, that does not mean that that runa is that certain way. You may have someone come to you that says, we are soulmates and we must immediately marry and be together forever. And that may not be your perception. And therefore, there may be enough of a runa to bring you together, but not enough of a runa to fulfill what may end up being a hallucination on the part of this other person. Because there is, of course, no guarantee 
that the people with whom you have runanabandhanas are going to be thinking clearly. In fact, depending on your own personal karmas, the influence of your karmas on that person may cause that person to think less clearly than they would have thought otherwise. So you have to be as clear yourself as possible and you have to try to examine the situation as objectively as possible so that you can try to do what is the most right in the situation. And it is often difficult to know what that might be. Whoever it is that raised you, you can be sure that you still have some kind of runa with that person because to have gone from being an infant who is totally helpless to a person who is able to go out and be on his or her own, this involves a tremendous amount of attention and energy, expenditure, time, space. It involves a lot of investment on the part of those parents. So you can be certain that there is some runa that remains with those parents. Now, how much that runa is, is something that each individual is going to have to figure out for themselves. And sometimes, sometimes it's fairly easy, sometimes it's fairly benign, um, and and sometimes it works out uh, relatively well for all concerned. And sometimes it's not at all easy. Sometimes a parent will demand attention from the children and that parent will not do anything to take care of himself or herself and it will be a very difficult situation. And sometimes during the period of growing up there has been substantial ill will created between parent and child and then when the parent demands attention later in life the child may be very reluctant to give it even if from the perspective Avrananubandana, it might be appropriate for that child to provide attention in a situation where that child might feel it is not just. So this is not at all always a simple situation. You can be sure you have some obligation to your parents as they get older, as they move into their second childhoods as their bodies break down as they move towards dying. But the extent to which you have a responsibility, that's something you're going to have to work out, preferably with the assistance of your own guru or mentor, with your, um, with your advisors, uh, with, with your friends and your other family members, trying to figure out what is the best way that will take care of what they require and also take care of yourself because everything has to be equitable. As Vimalananda was fond of saying, a fair exchange is one in which there is no robbery. There is no taking and no giving on each part. So it has to be worked out carefully. This applies to your children also. You have an obligation if you have brought children into the world to take care of those children. And you have to be aware of the fact that once you take care of those children and they go into the world, they may disappear and you may never see them again. That is the reality of your runa. And you may try to hold on to them, but if they do not wish that to happen, you're going to have to work through that and it may be a very difficult thing to do.
Um, and it's also good to remember that even if you have decided, oh, my God, taking care of children and bringing them up, that's a, that's a thankless job. I'm not going to have any children. Do not forget, friends and neighbors, that you, by virtue of being born in a human womb, you have an obligation to the entire human species to assist that species to continue to exist into the next generation. So even if you do not have any children of your own, you still have to pay back that obligation to the human womb by helping out your relatives or friends who have children and supporting their work with those children, assisting them in the raising and the, the, the development process. Do not think that simply by deciding to have no children, you have got yourself off the hook for that debt that you owe to Homo sapiens sapiens. You can have debts to places, and it is said in India that you have a debt to the place in which you were born in particular. But very commonly, you will find that you have debts to places in the sense that there are certain places that you keep coming back to because you have so many Rananubandanas with the people in those places. In my life, in particular, the two cities in which I have had the greatest number of Rananubandanas have been Bombay and Benares. So it's not just that I have Rananubandanas with people that I meet in those places, it's that I have some kind of Rananubandana with those places themselves, with the earth at those, at those places. In the case of uh, Benares with the River Ganga, in the case of Bombay with the Arabian Sea. So it's important to try to understand what kind of relationships you have, not just with human beings, but with places also, and try to find out how best to work with them and how best to do something good for those locations. And it may be limited to do something, doing something good for the people in those locations. It might involve trying to do something good for the locations themselves. You have to try to work that out. Remember also that you have obligations, you have debts to everyone who is your teacher, especially someone who, whatever person that is, if you were fortunate enough to have a guru who initiates you into spiritual practice, that is a gigantic debt and therefore you must pay some kind of guru dakshina. You must pay that back in some way. And you don't get, uh, traditionally, you don't get the choice of how you pay it back. You can't just say, here's a bunch of money, goodbye, I'm taking this, this knowledge and this initiation from you, and um, now I'm on my own. No, that person who gives you that in initiation has the right, if it is the main initiation in your existence, has the right to request of you something that may be very different from money, it may require uh, ongoing attention to be paid to some situation or some individual that might last for, for years or decades. So do not imagine that you will be able to get that kind of advantage for free. Or as we say, where I come from in Texas, there ain't no free barbecue. And of course, this applies not just to this most important guru in your life, it applies to anyone who teaches you something 
noteworthily. In my case, the people who taught me Ayurveda and Jyotisha and all these other vidyas, these are these teachers and to the extent that they provided that teaching, to the extent that I have benefited from their teaching, to that extent I have an obligation to those people. How to work out that obligation is something that I have to pay attention to. It may not be obvious, and when it's not obvious, you just make yourself available and be open and see how that might happen. You have an obligation to the knowledge itself, the knowledge that you have taken in. So um, I have learned something about Ayurveda and Jyotish and Vastu and so on, and I have an obligation to those vidyas. I have an obligation to that knowledge to try to, number one, use it in an ethical and meaningful and valuable way to assist other human beings and, for that matter, possibly other, other animals or plants. But I also have to, if I am able to do so, I have to try to facilitate transferring that knowledge from one generation to the next. The, one, of the, one of the more horrible images in traditional Indian culture is that of the Brahma Rakshasa. And the Brahma Rakshasa is someone who has collected a lot of valuable knowledge and refuses to share it with people because of selfishness. And such a person, after death, has to find somebody to transfer the knowledge to. I actually met someone many years ago who had studied with a Brahmarakshasa in Banaras, someone who, who needed to give that knowledge away. And as Vimalananda always used to say, it's, one, it's never a good idea to commercialize knowledge strictly for the purpose of, of making money out of it. If you need to do that to support yourself, that's one thing. If you do that and take that money and do something good with that money, that's another thing. But simply to enrich yourself, that is not a good karma. And you, especially if you happen to, for, at any point, find a Brahmarakshasa who wants to transfer some knowledge to you, never, ever, ever think of commercializing that knowledge or you're going to end up as a Brahmarakshasa yourself. So when, when you start to think about it, there's just all kinds of stuff you have, you have obligations to, responsibilities towards. There are debts in all directions. The very fact that you're eating food means that, that there, there is some kind of runanubandana between you and the food. In Hindi they say, dana dana per likahen kane wale kanam. Every grain of rice, every grain of wheat that you eat has your name written on it. It has come to you because there is a runanubandana between you and it. And this is why you also need to, do, number one, never waste food because the, the, you never know when you're going to run out of runanubandana with that food. And always do something to support people who Produce food in some way or another. To, uh, assist them, if by no other means than giving them an appropriate amount of money for that food. Because that is the way that you will be able to continue getting food, not only in this lifetime, but whatever other lifetimes you happen to have. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest right now? Are you feeling lonely? 
unappreciated or misunderstood? When you keep these feelings bottled up, they can affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's a great way to increase your self-awareness, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now. So, there are all sorts of very dramatic Renanubandhanas. And of course, Renanubandhanas with other human beings probably are the most dramatic. And that includes not just your blood family, but those people who are closest to you, your friends and your enemies, your lovers, all of the people who are most intimately connected to you. And you have to try to be as clear as possible. You have to try to think as 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 rationally and as objectively as possible about how best to interact with and and repay in whatever way you need to repay these people with whom you have runas and it's sometimes the case that the main debt is from you to someone else so you you may find yourself ending up giving lots of money and time and attention to one person who gives very little back in return. And in some cases, you may find people giving you lots of money and time and attention, and you give them very little back in return. It's always a better idea to give slightly more if you're not completely aware of exactly how much you owe someone. It's always better to give a little bit more to make sure you have paid them off completely. And not ever try to take too much from them. Only accept what is freely given. Because otherwise you'll be creating some kind of new runa. And this is why it is said in, again, in Hindi, Bina mange sumile dud, mange sumile pani, kenche selie khon ye gorak bani. Goraknath says, if you don't ask for something and you simply allow Nature, that means everything in nature, that means the plants, the animals, the humans, etc. If you simply allow them to give to you, they're going to give you what they owe you. And that's equivalent to the cow giving, being willing to share some of her milk with you. She feeds the calf first, and whatever is left over, then whoever is looking after the cow is welcome to drink. The cow is happy, the the proprietor of the cow is happy, the calf is happy, everybody's happy. So if you don't ask, you will end up with milk, which is karmically, at least from that perspective, uh, the question of having cows and whether it's good for that, that environment, that's a totally different question. But just from the question of the Renanubandana between you and the calf and the cow, milk is a good thing. Mange sumilepani. So if you ask from someone, you will get water, which means that you will at least be getting something from that person, but you're not ever going to be completely sure if by asking you have increased your Renanubandana or decreased your Renanubandana. And so you have to be very careful what you ask and when you ask and not just go around asking all the time because then 
at the very least, you're going to be uh, uh, distressed when people don't always give what the, they, you feel like they need to give. And you will be distressing other people who are going to get tired of you asking all the time. So give that some careful thought also. And the last part, says Goraknath, is the worst part, and that's kenche se liekon. If you grab from someone, then you get blood. And that means if you take, if you steal, or if you literally kill, um, then you get blood. And khun kabadla khun. The revenge for blood, what you have to pay back blood with, is blood. And so if you take the prana away from a, a, an individual, whether it's an individual, human, animal, plant, whatever it may be, you're going to have to pay that back in some way with your own prana. Now, if it's just a, a small uh, weed, for example, paying it back, maybe you'll just be bitten by a mosquito or something. But if you are, if you are stealing from a, another human being, or worse, if you're stealing from thousands or millions of people by, by embezzling and, and, and causing, uh, causing things to uh, uh, go wrong on a, uh, on a very large scale, then you're creating a giant obligation for yourself that you're going to have to pay back with your own prana, with your own blood, at some point in the future. So don't do that. You're going to regret it. Of all the categories of runas, there, is, there are four categories that are most important. Uh, and it's expressed in this Sanskrit saying that Vimalananda was fond of saying. Purvadateshu vidya, purvadateshu bharya, purvadateshu dhanam, purvadateshu maranam. So purva means from the past or as a result of the past, in the past. Dateshu is the uh, plural uh, genitive form of the word datta, which means given. So the implication is whatever you obtain in these four realms in, your, in the current lifetime, ha- you are obtaining it because it, there has been a very definite connection in the past that has caused this uh, delivery to occur in the present. And the first is vidya. So the vidya, the knowledge that you get in this lifetime, you've been working on already. You may start learning some new knowledge in this lifetime, but you're going to you're going not going to very likely become an expert. If you become an expert in something in this lifetime, you've already been studying it in the past because otherwise you would not have the alignment with that knowledge in order for it to come your way. So this is the manifestation of Saraswati. The nature of <clears throat> Saraswati that is going to manifest in your life is according to the pattern that you've already set down. You can start working on changing that pattern, but unless you're, as Vemalananda would say, a super duper, you're not going to be able to transform it in the space of one lifetime completely. The next is Purva Dateshu Bariya. And Bariya means, in this case, means wife, but we can extend that to mean husband, your spouse, your mate. This, you, you, you are able to create some kind of 
intimate relationship that is bonded and, and exists over a lengthy period of time because there has already been some kind of movement in the direction, that direction in the past. And so this is the, the, and this applies of course to any kind of interrelationship with human beings, but especially in the context of uh, that individual spousal kind of bonding. The third is dana. Whatever money is coming, money, possessions, are coming to you in this lifetime, it's because you have generated appropriate karmas in the past to facilitate them to be delivered to you in this lifetime. This, of course, is the manifestation of Lakshmi Shakti. So only if you have worked hard to promote prosperity, if you have and Lakshmi Shakti, Lumbija, Earth Element, if you have had an appropriate relationship with the earth element in the past, only under those conditions is the earth element going to deliver to you an appropriate amount of prosperity in this lifetime. And the other thing that you are guaranteed is the death that you have, maranam. And that means that includes the place that you're going to die, the people who are going to be with you when you're going to die, the kind of conditions you're going to be in when you die, either very, if you pass on easily or you pass on with a great deal of difficulty, all of that is predetermined and is set up at the time that you're born. And changing it is going to be very difficult. And this, of course, is Kali Shakti. So all three of the main Shaktis are manifested, Saraswati, Lakshmi, and Kali. And also your relationship with fundamentally everybody who's not you. So this is and this is this is a very simple and uh and 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 uh, but but very thorough expression of the overall nature of Ranubandana. So in conclusion, remember that Ranubandana is extremely complex. It's very difficult for anyone, even the gods and goddesses, really to know Ranubandana. And it's very important that you not try to assume you know everything about it or, not, or to assume that you will never know anything about it. Maintain alertness. Be as objective as possible. Request nature or your Ishtadevata or whoever, your guru or whoever it may be to provide clarity so you can understand your Rananubandhanas as best you can and continue moving forward in the direction freeing yourself from bandhana and therefore becoming mukta, free. Om Namah Shivaya. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would you like to get off your chest right now? Are you feeling lonely, unappreciated, 
or misunderstood? When you keep these feelings bottled up, they can affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and work through whatever is weighing you down. It's a great way to increase your self-awareness, change negative thought patterns, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now.